The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus passed through towns and villages, teaching as he went and making his way to Jerusalem. And someone asked him, Lord, will only a few people be saved? And he answered them, Strive to enter through the narrow gate. For many, I tell you, will attempt to enter, but will not be strong enough. After the master of the house has arisen and locked the door. Then you will stand outside, knocking and saying, Lord, open the door for us. And he will say to you in reply, I do not know where you are from. And you will say, We ate and drank in your company, and you taught in our streets. And then he will say to you, I do not know where you are from. Depart from me, all you evildoers, and there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. And when you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, and you yourselves cast out. And the people will come from the east and the west, from the north and from the south, and will recline at table in the kingdom of God. For behold, some who are last will be first, and some who are first will be last. The Gospel of the Lord. There was a maxim, I believe a corollary of Murphy's Law, that states, you may have heard it, that if you have a difficult job to do, Give it to a lazy man, and he'll find an easier way to do it. (laughs) How he will do it is anybody's guess. That is often the way, though, isn't it? We're looking for easier ways, shortcuts, ways to avoid sacrifice, ways to conserve energy. We do that in ordinary life. We do that, sadly, in the spiritual life often, too. We don't want to really strive for excellence or perfection. We want to get the job done, more or less. You know, St. Louis of France, uh, Louis IX, wrote a letter to his son. I'm just going to read a couple of sentences from that letter. 
not the same today. I remember, and many of us remember this. It used to be when you received a letter, it was exciting. It meant somebody had to sit down and write it or type it, take that time, then fold it, put it in an envelope, address it, put a stamp on it, and mail it. And it might take several days to get to you. When I was in college, it was a really exciting thing to get a letter. Today it isn't. Uh, we don't send letters to one another. We send emails and texts. Uh, I remember uh, one son at college, how common this was too, I remember. This probably still is. We sent a letter to his father, a very short letter that said... No man, no fun, your son. Uh, the father, by the way, responded by saying, similarly, too bad, so sad, your dad. Uh, in any event, here's what St. Louis wrote to his son. Keep yourself, my son, from everything that would, you, you know displeases God. That is to say, from every mortal sin. You should permit yourself to be tormented by every kind of martyrdom before you would allow yourself to commit a mortal sin. If the Lord has permitted you to have some trial, bear it willingly and with gratitude, considering that it has been, happened for your good and that perhaps you well deserved it. Our Lord today in the, in the gospel is very direct with us, isn't he? It's one of these gospels people don't like to, to think about. We like, don't think of Jesus as being smiling and sweet, but he isn't. He's very direct. He has to be. As the second reading pointed out, a father disciplines his children. And so the Lord will have to be very direct with us about our own journey and upon the means to get there. There's a question. Lord, will only a few people be saved? Our Lord's answer is somewhat ambiguous, in the beginning, he says, Strive to enter through the narrow gate. For many, I tell you, will attempt to enter, but will not be strong enough. Will not be strong enough to enter through the narrow gate. Um, and he says, After the master of the house has arisen and locked the door, then you will stand outside knocking and saying, Lord, open the door for us. He will say to you in reply, I do not know where you are from. What is the narrow gate? Is it the gate of the commandments? Yes, it is that. Uh, the gate of holiness. Of course, our Lord tells us himself that he is the way. He is the gate. He says that too. But the, it's more than that will not be strong enough. On our own, of course, none of us is strong enough. It's only through grace that we are able to enter through the narrow gate. And how do we experience that? In a very concrete way. Again, our Lord at first seems to be rather indirect and vague. He's not. If he is the gate, as he said, uh, the gate is his church. And the gates of hell, as he said, will not prevail against it. And of course... It's through the church that we receive the sacraments, and particularly the Eucharist, since he is the way and he is the gate. It's here we come to enter into that kingdom now and yet to come. So he's saying, 
you're not saved yet. We have to keep coming back to that. You're not saved yet. Somebody was showing me the other day a book they had picked up. And it was a book written by an evangelical. And on the back, the introduction said, um, So you are saved. Now, I thought, no way you started off on the wrong foot. No, you're not. Uh, you will not be strong enough, but I will make you strong. After the master of the house has arisen, opened the door, I, I do not know where you are from. And you will say, we ate and drank in your company, and you taught in our streets. We are familiar with you. We spend time with you. And he will say, I do not know where you are from. Depart from me, all you evildoers. So we have a journey then, and we are on it. And it's a, it's a journey that requires every last ounce of our effort. Uh, a journey of constant repentance and transformation and conversion, as we know. Uh, we dare not take it casually. We dare not act as though, as one young man said to me, well, God loves everybody. That's not the point. It's not God's love that's the problem. It's our lack of it. And our refusal to enter into God's love with the totality that he wishes us to, to experience. Uh, God, as we learned last week, wants everything from us. He wants it all. He wants us to spare nothing. And so uh, he then comes to us and says, here I am. Here's what I have to give you. Now, follow me and don't look back. The letter of St. Peter reminds us, he said, don't look back. Remember, remember Lot's wife. Uh, then he goes on to say, where he just said that enter through the narrow gate, for many, I tell you, will attempt to enter it, but will not be strong enough. Now he turns it around. He's speaking to the leaders of the people, obviously, the scribes, the Pharisees, and the leaders, the Sadducees, probably too, um, who think that they are simply going to get in because, of the, because they are Jews. And he says, um, people will come from the east and the west, from the north and the south, and will recline at table in the kingdom of God. He's talking about all humanity. He's talking about Gentiles as well. And behold, some who are last will be first, and some who are first will be last. And then he warns them that they are going to be the ones who will be that way. So, you and I then are here today, as I said, because we want to enter through the gate, and we are already present there. The gate is the church, the gate is the sacraments, the gate is the Eucharist. Um, what an exciting thought to think that we are already able to enter into that kingdom in some degree, in some way. So, we think, we ask God then for the grace to go beyond what we would normally do to become what we would not ordinarily accept, what we would not ordinarily accept, but rather to become what would seem to be uh, almost beyond our capacity. Which is why we have the saints as our great reminders. I, I've mentioned this before, and I'm going to mention it again. We always want to accept mediocrity as the goal, and the saints say, no, you can't do that. You must always go beyond where you are to something you were not, to something that you did not really want to, to be. And yet, we do, don't we? We want, to, we want to be something. We know that we are called to something greater than we are, but we're afraid of what it might demand. We have to go beyond the fear, too, to accept the joy that is ours. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you as the people redeemed by the blood of your Son, and trusting in your love and mercy. 
for the church throughout the world, that her members will always strive for perfection, will always strive to enter through the narrow gate, always strive for the perfection of love, especially the church suffering. We pray to the Lord. The Lord hear our prayer. For all nations of the world, especially our own, and for our politicians, they may realize that they are called to heroism and to holiness. For the sake of the kingdom of God and the kingdom of God on earth, we pray to the Lord. The Lord hear our prayer. For all those who are sick and suffering and dying, they may know that in their sufferings they are entering into the sufferings of Christ and so through the narrow gate. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have lost faith, left the church and the Eucharist, we pray to the Lord. Lord Greater respect for human life, especially life in the womb, we pray to the Lord. Lord for an increase in vocations of priesthood and the consecrated life, those young men and women who will be visible signs of God's kingdom, be willing to accept a radical uh, sacrifice in their lives to proclaim that kingdom. For a greater reverence for the heroism of marriage and the single life, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, having spent time in the presence of the Eucharistic Lord, they then may become truly radical examples of that kingdom, we pray to the Lord. For all those working on our building project, that they will remain safe, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who have died on the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster, eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. For all those returning to school at this time of year, they will always strive for truth and the love that comes from it. We pray to the Lord. And for all of us here, that we may have the heroic courage to enter through the narrow gate. We pray to the Lord. We now join our prayers to those of the Queen of Heaven and Earth as we sing. Mm-hmm. 